Hi, we're the Mona Lisa Twins and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All. And welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All. I am your moderator for today, Rob Leonard, and joining me, of course, is... Tony Chiguardo. And... Mitch Axelrod. And today we're doing something, it's not a what if... As much as it's a, let's say, Doc Brown stopped by and, you know, he can't find Marty. <laughs> Dr. Brown, he brought me cream soda? Yeah, Doc. Wait, <laughs> you sounded like a Scottish Jew. <laughs> Dr. Brown, he brought me a cream soda. What, what the hell was that? They, they exist, Mitch. What? They exist. Yeah, was, I'm sure they do. Angus McLeishelstein. <laughs> <laughs> Angus McSchwartz. Come on. Go, Rob. Anyway, go. uh... Let's say Doc Brown came up to you. He can't find Marty, and he goes, "Hey, you want to go back in time and and see some Beatles stuff?" <laughs> and the caveat, though, is you can't go back to something that has video or audio. That's a tough caveat, by the way. And like, you can't go to Shea Stadium in 1965 because it was filmed. Um, you know, by it ended up as a TV. But special. this is to your advantage, though, because yes. you're going to then be seeing something that has. Never Not, been right. seen right. by the right. So you know you don't go to Japan, or you don't go to the Washington Coliseum or the Ed Sullivan Japan, Theater. The Japan shows would be very low on my yeah, list. Yeah, I know. But and, yeah, right. But something that people have seen in video. I give Ringo whether, a Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I give Ringo a Red Bull. There you go. And, come on, wake up. I know you and, don't feel the, good, but come the on. Other, other caveat is you can't go. To you like can't change things, yeah. Either. You can't go to like um, John saying, "Don't go see the Maharishi." Yo, you can't, you <laughs> right, can't, right, right. You can't do that. So um, you, you, you can't bust in knowing history. That Indica Gallery, you don't yeah, want to go there. Yeah. Don't go there. Yeah. Don't, go there. Yeah, when, don't meet her. But when Paul sends Joko over, just say nice, thank you, take care. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you so can't change the We're the kidding. Past. We're kidding. It's, no, you can't change the past. Right. right. It's the history of the Beatles that people might talk about. You might have read it in Mark Lewison's books or some of the other books. So that's what the caveat is. And then it actually- It's tougher it, than you think. It is. And you know what? Considering the Beatles, there's a lot of stuff out there that's been filmed and taped over yes. the years. Yeah. You know, you think about it, not a lot of other bands had that- that type of following in like films and stuff. You don't see a lot of Rolling Stone films or Who films from from the beginning of their thing. Later on, you do, but not in the beginning. The Beatles had a lot of things filmed and taped over the years, partly because they were doing press conferences and lots of picture sessions. But they also had a lot of video. And yeah, film. I mean, interestingly yeah. enough, and it's funny you say that. Even a lot of the photo sessions yeah, yeah. were filmed. Right, right, right. You know, the Dizzo Hoffman photo session with the bathing suit right. was filmed. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot. And that, even their photos. Dejo, by the way. Dejo. 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 Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know. And, and if you think about it, even like like a mad day out is part of the Beatle history. You know, this, this, these, all these photos from those day, that day. So Right, but again, that caveat's not in place. I right, wouldn't go right, to that, but I'm right. just saying, you could go and watch a photo session. Right, that's a different right. Thing. Yeah. So yeah. that's the idea, and we're going to pick a couple of things that we would have liked to just observe as yes, Beatle fans. Yes, I have observe. Yeah. Observe. So I have some, too. We'll do about three or four, how many, four or five I don't know. I got a bunch. Okay. So, you, know, right, you go first, then. Yeah, then you go first, Anthony. Yeah, you already you go first. Go I didn't want to do that, David. That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you, first. you open your mouth, Mr. Bicklestein. Yeah, Mr. Angus, <laughs> Mr. Schwartz. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see what's the thing there. Yes, hey, hey, Now are. I'm Lawrence Welk, anyway. I have a bunch of fun places I think I'd like to be. Well, are they places um, you'll remember? There are places I'll remember all my life. Really? Though some have changed. Um, oh, God, yes. Definitely. I'd want to be... Under the sea. Stop it. <laughs> just to see the crowd reaction, just to kind of see what... I'd like to be at the very, very first Ringo show. I'd like to be at the cavern, and all of a sudden, it's not Pete. It's Ringo. August of 62. August of 62. Okay. And I want to see August 18th? exactly. Uh, it's around that week. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought well, he, Pete was sacked on the 16th. Yeah. So, so it was the, the 18th, 18th yeah, I think, I think it is would the be the first show. 
so I would I'd like to be there just to kind of like check that out and see exactly what. Were you the guy punching George in the eye? Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't punch George. <laughs> well, you couldn't. I you couldn't, can't go right? back. I can't and change go back it. and change anything. I just want to be in the crowd and just be moist and sticky. And, <laughs> by, by the way, because it's in the cavern. Well, it got me a little nervous. Oh, Ringo's playing tonight. I'm moist. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure women were, but oh my goodness. We should say it was, according to Lewison's book, August 19th night show 19th. at okay. the Cavern. There right, you we go. were close. Well, so, yeah. August 18th, they were playing at, oh, uh, in Birkinghead. So with that, Ringo. With Ringo. That's right, what so I want to be at. Okay, you want that be. one. So I won't be as moist, but I'm still going to be at the show. You'll be at, it, it's, it's Hume Hall, I think, H-U-L-M-E, um, in Birkinghead. Okay, so, so I want to be at Hume okay. Hall in Birkinghead. Birkinghead. You'll be there. <laughs> You'll be there. Yamo be there. Yamo. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's my first wig. <laughs> Mitchell. No, what, You'd but, be but, cheering Ringo or Pete? Uh, no, I want to... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, which one would you be most I over? I couldn't do Wait, either one. No, no, I could no, just seriously. observe. Go, oh, okay. go into a little bit more than just, I want to be moist and sticky because Pete is out and <laughs> he he goes bun? in. Why well, would yeah. it be so important yeah. for you to see that? I think yeah, I would point. be very curious. I mean, you. what always gets me... Because you wouldn't know historically. You know, you don't have the benefit of uh, hindsight. But that's the question. Are you going... Uh, there's another caveat. That's are you going caveat. back with hindsight or are you going back... Like everybody else, I guess going hindsight. Back with hindsight. With, all, right, all right, so, so now you're you going would back, know. right? So now I want it. So reason why is after seeing the some other guy clip, yeah, and hearing the we want Pete group, I would basically want to watch. It's almost not just as much watching the band as watching the band and watching the audience. In a way, I may be wrong. Maybe the Birkenhead show is not the one you want to be. Maybe I do want to be at the first show at the Cavern, right? So you know what? I'm going to change that based on what you said, and, okay. and I'm going to say I don't want to be at the first show at Ringo. I want to be at the first Cavern show with Ringo. Yeah, but if, okay. but if, if it's, I want to see the Liverpool reaction. But if you went in with hindsight, but you'd want to be at that 18th show because then you could say I was there at Ringo's first show with the Beatles. I was there for the Beatles. Well, yeah, what we know as the Beatles, as the, right? As you're, we know. you're right about that too. But so it's weird, it, and, it's, and also both too, you're days, right. Maybe you want to just you, you know, you'll stay over at the hotel. I'll stay over at the hotel, <laughs> and you're right. I mean, <laughs> Mitch is right too because one of the things I also want to see would have been the Birkenhead show because I want to see if I can see the light. I don't know if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. I don't know if you want to see spark. where Ringo is the reason, or the addition of Ringo is the reason why the Beatles became the Beatles. I want to see. That moment when it kicks in and at some point during that evening, Paul and John and probably George too, I'm sure, where all of a sudden there was fire in the back of their eyes they, and it went- When they look at each other bing. and they say- This is it. Yep. Because they've talked about it. I mean, yes, they have. Paul's they, they made reference specials. to it. Yeah. So I would- Yeah, it is. It's the Birkenhead show okay. then because that's yeah. what I want to see. I want to see- I want to see that moment, that incendiary moment where it went from, yeah, they are something, and, and, aren't and nothing they? Nothing against to, Pete. We've met Pete. We no, love Pete. nothing no, at all. I, there, Pete's, there is a difference. There is a difference, yeah. and and I want to see that that moment of creation, right? In a way, no, it's right. it's no, sort of right. funny. It's like saying, and that sounds ridiculous, but that's the Beatles' Big Bang. Yeah, in a way, yeah. What, yeah. You know, that's the, the moment. The moment, yeah. So, yeah. So, I'd want to see that. And it's interesting that some of the guy clip was recorded on August 22nd, so we're talking four days later. Four days later. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and think about it. They really didn't practice when they got Ringo. They, they all no. do the they same songs. They right. They're all playing at the Cavern. Rory Storm was Shot there. Shot from a cannon. Yep. Boom. So, boom. So, that would be a, a good choice. Okay, Mitchell? My first choice, I want to be backstage before and after at the Ed Sullivan Show. Okay. Nice. Because we don't know what's going on back there. I know they signed a wall for Ed Sullivan, which now costs you $250,000 if you want to buy those signatures, but <laughs> that's not what I want. I want to see, you know, we keep forgetting. We always see the Beatles, and you forget how young they were when they came to America. Yeah. So you forget that they're 21, George was 21, Paul was 20, not even 22. Actually, George was no, about was to turn just, 21. Right. He was still 20. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Paul was still 21, and Ringo and John were still 23. Right. 
But you know, you see them in the suits, and you always say, "Oh my God, they they, they look they always seemed older." They really weren't. Even in wow. 1970, when they broke up, they were 30, 27. So you always think, "Wow!" But you forget they really were just out of teenagers, and now they're going to potentially. I mean, obviously, in hindsight, I would know it. They wouldn't know it that 73 million people are watching, but. Before back, can you before, imagine if you could intervene? Oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, guys, seventy-three way, million. Uh, don't people. worry about it. It's all right. That's more. You're, that's more than Europe has in people. Yeah, but you're okay. Just go on. Sing, sing nice. <laughs> sing nice. Sing nice. Jim Paul, don't worry about that E string. You, you yeah, might just, be like, yeah, just, just sing all my loving thing. You know, and, and the love songs. No, but can you imagine? The, I would like to see the nerves. Well, not see the nerves. See if there were any nerves. Yeah, yeah. Because they always showed themselves to be. They, they didn't look nervous on the Sullivan Show. Well, just another night. Yep. Yes. Just another night. And, but John I would like. To, up again? No, right. Just but I would night. like to have. I wouldn't like to have seen the throw up, but yeah. I would have liked to have been backstage before to hear what they were saying, you know, oh my God, here we go. Or afterwards, after the show, when you say to yourself, okay, you know, would John say, well, you know, it didn't sound like my mic was on? Or, you know, the sound, right. what what happened there? Or to see if there were any technical things that they noticed or if they were just so high from the whole experience. Did we? Did and I we, don't mean high, you know, smoking. I mean just high in energy. Do we know whether or not, and I really genuinely am asking this, not just rhetorically, do we know whether or not Ed came by to visit them afterwards? Did Ed say to them, wow, boys, that was wonderful? Or, you know, did Ed address them afterwards? And Because we know that Ed addressed other groups. We know that... Ed walked in the dressing room on the on you know the doors and said you'll never work in this town again. That's for right. a different reason. We know reason, he though. visited the Rolling Stones. We know. So what did he say? We never we never heard that. What did he say when he went? Well, back they were to the filming. Beatles don't forget, they were filming two said, shows in one night. So there was downtime. So what did there's Ed a lot say of well them, you, know, you know but based on the fact that we see pictures of it, right. there's a lot of Ed with the Beatles. In rehearsal time, and I don't know if that's and afterwards. We don't know. Wonderful kid, wonderful. right? We don't and, know whether those yeah, pictures are yeah. before, middle, or after, yep. because the third show was actually filmed before then, the first show. Uh, Ed, right. Isn't there Ed holding up the Hoffner? Right. Yeah, and, there's and, a lot know, of that. So you know, you being at that to see that how he interacted and said this is going to be them. amazing, or yeah. you know, based on what we hear, the, you know, because he came out in that introduction and said hundreds of photographers so that was an anticipation that the Beatles were going to score big and right. look we knew that Louis Armstrong loved them right you know from things that we've heard and things that Louis Armstrong thought that they were sure. the bee's knees maybe Ed liked them well, genuinely he, well he, he, he liked them aside to them, from I mean. He, I mean he liked them as, as people I, I, as I young people he, I think he was impressed by them I know? think he was impressed by them he might have enjoyed the music even they but I just like, I just okay, don't know manners yeah. yeah well they did and, but, and in a good way not in like a right. showbiz phony way of right. being nice to people but I would have liked to have seen after the the show we all saw first which was actually filmed later right. second yeah I would have liked to have seen the reaction of the Beatles just, you know, as a group, not for the excitement part of it, but just as a group to say, you were a little off, or I was a little off, I wasn't singing well, or they didn't get the sound right, or just to hear what yeah, they did might they have. they look at each other walking up and go, oh my God, did we, right. did we bomb? Did we just bomb? Did we blow it? Yeah. Right. And it's, it's interesting that you note that, because that also makes it historically interesting right. for you to make a visit, because... That first show was recorded second, so that changes the nerves factor. Well, right, because the second going the, in because they had already done it. They had already done it. Right, but right. we don't know that. A lot of people still don't know it because it was shown first, and and then two weeks later and, that and, other one, and three weeks. That Sullivan show mix two is so later. much better than the one yeah. from February. Correct. 9th. The first right. show so, is better. Ironically, so much so, I mean, meaning yeah. the first show, which was. Uh, Recording the February twenty third show, right? Show. The February twenty third show, right? Um, when the Beatles were already back in London, right, right, right. That was recorded first and much better quality in terms of their sure. The, sure. the miking and stuff. So that that would be my first choice. One of the things I, I love about Mark Lewison's books is everything from before sixty two and before, because there's there's so much to me that's you don't know about as much, and especially after I went to Liverpool a few years ago, and you get to see. Okay, Pete Best lived all the way over here, and right. John lived over here, but he, oh, he actually lives pretty close to Paul, and just that natural space between them is maybe one of the reasons Pete wasn't in, in the band the way he should have been. I would love to go back to a daytime, an afternoon show at the, uh, at the Cavern with Pete Best on drums. Interesting. Um, not the first one, huh. but 
first of all, just for me and, and, and you guys, here on Long Island where we do our show, they never had daytime shows for any rock and roll shows. All rock and roll music for local bands was done at night. I've always been intrigued that the Beatles played daytime shows. Lunchtime, yeah. Lunchtime shows. And that people would go out for lunch. And we've heard other people talk about this. And they'd go out for lunch and then they'd come running back and, and go back to work. That is so strange. To, well, to be fair, you know, Rob, to be fair, the World Trade Center used to do that in the summer. Okay. okay. Uh, but again, in the yeah, summer. Yeah, that's true. But they were also free that. shows. In the concourse. And paying and, correct, yeah. correct. But you're right. You're right. They, well, they're places like the World Trade Center did have- In the concourse shows. between yeah. the two towers, they used to- Yes, you're right. You're the right. monkeys were there right, and a bunch of people. Yeah. So, uh, but again, it wasn't the norm. Right. So, you know, I would just like to see it, how good or bad Pete Best was a drummer in, not in the Casbah, because that's a different place. The Cavern, mm. let's be honest. I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever been there. It, yeah. I mean, the, I've been to the remake place. It's still a fire hazard. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> even, even now that they have safety things in there, well, you know, so, pl- yeah. places to escape. It is it the Casbah or the Cavern? The Cavern. Right. I, ca- I thought you said the Casbah, but maybe Well, the, the Casbah is a different place. No, yeah, yeah. Rob said the Casbah was different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Because, I apologize. You know, that was in someone's house. Yeah. Literally. Well, yeah. You know. It's in someone's house. And when I went there, I was just like, I can't believe the neighborhood allowed you know, rock and roll music to be played in someone's basement. And that was also- a, Different like, times, though. Yeah, that's true. But that's also just the whole setup, the way it's set up. So I'd like to see the Beatles in the cavern, middle of 61, where you know Pete's been there for a while, and, and see that. I was going to pick the Star Club, but the Star Club's something else. I, the, the Cavern, it was their home base. Yes. Casbah was yes. too, but in a different way because that was Pete's house. I would just like to have seen how crazy that was. So that would be my first choice. Okay. Very good. Very good. Anthony, what's your uh, Anthony. next one? Next. Boy, it's hard to pick. I have a bunch here. I think I would like to be <laughs> a pony. <laughs> a pony. There are moments that history has inflated dramatically. There are moments that history has given an edge and an angle to that that we don't really know if it was there or how it was there. There are instances where each side has reflected on it and you've gotten a... I want to be there when Paul tells George that he can't play on Hey Jude. I want to be wow. in the room watching Paul say to George, you know that, hey, Jude, don't make it better. You know, I, I, I don't want you to do that. Right. I want to be in the room and I want to see if it really is that much of a deal. Deal. Or if it was hindsight that made that so huge right. in Based Beatles lore. Based on the lore. fact that Let It Be had them, right. had them reflecting on it. Yeah. And the, you know, well, it's like if, the thing on Hey Jude, right. you know. But if you never, and, listen to me, if you never heard, I'll play what you want me to play. play, well, play if you all. never heard that, would you even be considering this? Uh, no. No, right. but but again, we're Only we're being they asked publicly. Precisely that now, whenever there's a little like you know blah blah blah. Oh my God, it's like it's like, it the, was like let when, it be. Yeah, and it was right. like oh Paul asking George not to play on Hey Jude. Like oh yeah, but you but, know. On the, but on the opposite side of that, if you look back in history, did George say to Paul when when Paul said sod off, I'm doing the taxman thing. You just can't get it. And then he did the beautiful solo like in solo of, like an Indian thing did George say oh my god you did it great you know we don't and the well, dynamic George, George has com- I, I've read comments that George said that he liked Paul's well solo yes and he appreciated and he the fact that it was you know he Indian mentioned flavored. Indian flavored so. right so but I mean again we, we all you're right the, the, I think the fact that we did get an on screen and I'm not even going to say row because it's just Argument between yep. two all band players. That's all it is, like two right. words. And he wasn't being mean about it. It right. just happened to be on film. I'm sure the whole Sgt. Pepper thing was like well, that. Well, if anything, if anything, Paul's reaction indicates that there were other arguments that, that we, we didn't, didn't see. see. Correct. Because he says, you're, you're always, always making a- out like I'm trying to get you. And right. I'm right, not right, trying right. to get you. Well, we don't see that part. So we so don't context- see other parts. Right. So for me, I want to see that. I want to be there to see that first one. <coughs> what, see, well, that's not really, the first one. Well, or the one Hello, that gets, Goodbye. Right. Right. 
where right. he says, you know, you say it, and you right. know, and you hear it on the anthology stuff, yes. but you don't, that really, but then again, we don't even know that there was the first one. In the studio versions that we don't know, the outtakes of, I saw her standing there, Paul actually says in one of them, that was a solo? Yeah. And yeah. but, but they were so young and everything. They, and they were, were laughing. You know, they laugh, laugh it off. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. they laugh it but off. But that's really... Now it's getting serious. And you know, who knows? Maybe during the Hey Jude thing... Maybe, maybe they left it too. Maybe the reason why Hey Jude became such a big deal was because Paul said it to him about Hey Jude, and George might have said, Jesus, Paul, you just busted my chops about Hello Goodbye right. now a you're few not months let, ago. Now you're not... Right, right that's you know, why that's I brought it up. only a few months apart. So, man, you know, come on. I, I'm, I'm the, in the guitar band. player. I'm in the band. Let me make some, But then you again, know, we've all now seen the footage of the Hey Jude rehearsals. Right. And right. George is in the, in the booth with George Martin, and he's not upset. <laughs> no, although he's not upset, but there is that bit where he is talking to George, and you, you detect a little bit of, you know... Mm. Well, you know, we're doing it this way, and you know, like there's certain things that he's saying or the intonation in his voice. I mean, George is talking to George Martin. George is talking to George Martin. Yeah. Right. So I'd I'd be curious to see that. That's a good one. That's I a like that good one. one. Like oh, now I gotta sure. follow that. Yeah. Oh damn it. We all follow each other. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll follow my sons. Nice. <laughs> you know what? A tough, tough one again. Here we go. I think I want to be there. And sort of, there was a show on Fox a long time ago called Herman's Head. Oh, I love that show. It was a great show. There's Herman's Head calling right now. <laughs> Thank you for liking the show. <laughs> I like the show. Thank you for liking the show. He used to use his hands. I want to be sort of around when the Beatles officially announced their breakup. I want to be around Ringo. Because Ringo, as we've said in other shows, not the most prolific songwriter. And... Now he's the drummer. Getting cast adrift, basically. Three people who have now, George's, by that time, George is now farting out songs like hits, which he was, which I'm not saying they were bad. I'm just saying, you know, all he had to do was fart, and a hit song came out at that time, and we would know that for the triple album of All Things Was Passed soon enough. But in 1970, in April, when they finally announced the split, you know, officially, and Ringo is the drummer who doesn't write music, what is he thinking? I mean, I know he said, you know, but he was scared and all that, but, or he wasn't actually scared because he's the one who had the first hits or, you know, with it Don't Come Easy and stuff, but I, not the first, but. I have to be honest, I'd be curious to see if it was really, and again, just like with the Hey Jude thing, was it even as significant as we think it was? Well, in looking a sense back, that, we'd see it that way. In a sense that maybe there were already alliances in place and maybe well, the were. idea was that, yeah, I mean, there was well, a breakup. He had, he had two records, and then he played on All Things Must Pass and Plastic Ono Band. He, so he I mean, was actually very busy in 1970. So that's where I'm going. No, I, I'm I have about, to wonder. Uh, busy is not the... That's well, not where I'm, I'm going. I'm thinking more of like, you know, what the, am I going to do? Well, yeah. What am I... I don't have a great voice. That's one instance where I wouldn't want to be able to change history. No. But I'd almost want to at least be able to Reassure say... Him. To say, hey, Richie. You're going to be fine. Uh, or just say, how you feeling? Right. And get it firsthand. Right. You know, like... But also to be reassuring, because you know what? Even though he was busy, he would right. never have known he'd be having hits like It Don't Come Easy right. and Back Up Boogaloo. And, and then, you know, I know he had a little help from his friend, so to speak. And that's where the alliance has come. And you have to wonder whether or not that moment, because we're talking about being there for a moment. So being right. there at that moment when Ringo finds out that it's over, whether or not... It's Ringo opening the telegram, or saying Ringo that you're being sued, or, right. or Ring. You know, who knows when? It's almost like you're saying you want to be there when, in Ringo's mind, it was confirmed that it's over, that the Beatles are over. Whatever moment that was, right? I don't know when exactly. That's right. what I wrote. Board meeting, uh, uh, telegram, lawsuit, whatever. whatever it was. Papers, <laughs> right? Paper. Who who knows? So, but whenever it was, and was it? Paul or George saying, you know, Richie, this I'll, this thing's it'll over. Okay. It, but, but it'll be okay. But it's going to be okay because you know what? We've got each other. F him. Right. We've got one another. 
Well, I think the three of them had that alliance at that they point. They did have that alliance. And also, so but, I have to wonder whether... Not just because of Klein, but if you go further out in time, you then see that they did because obviously John worked with George and John right. worked with yeah. Ringo and Ringo worked with George. And right. So, I mean, they were all together, you know. I wonder if he'll play with me. Right. Yeah. Well, so, I mean... Good point. But yeah. he still, you know, and then later on, obviously, with the Ringo album, all those hits and stuff. But but it was... Uh, I'd like to have just been inside his head. You know, if he was if he was Paul McCartney, who uh, I don't know if I, we know what Paul how Paul reacted. He drank and all that, but but yeah. Paul knew he'd be yeah. okay, and Linda knew he'd be okay because Paul was Paul in his writing and I don't know if Paul knew he was well, gonna be okay. I, Linda I, knew. I, I, Linda knew. I don't think Paul Linda knew. knew. I don't think, think Paul about knew. it. Paul was never in another band. Nope. He was only well, you know Quarryman. Well, you know, Beatles, Silver right. Beatles, Silver. I and mean, John the, had the Quarrymen before that. Think about George how, had been in another band, and Ringo, of course, the uh, Rory Storm. Look, you know, Paul did some really, really strong writing, obviously. But think of how early on, how insecure Paul was about having come up with yesterday by himself. Uh, he yes. walked around asking everybody in the world whether or not he'd stolen it from somebody. Right. Yeah, but so, but at least Linda knew he would be yeah. okay because yeah. he was Paul McCartney like it or not he would he would write something good other yeah, than right. you know you're something right. tasty as Ringo would put it to him <laughs> yeah. no, but, but, but he did but Ringo Didn't you know, know. wasn't sitting there he was the refrigerator song guy so yeah. you know he's not he's not exactly you know <laughs> which reminds another thing on my uh, well, that's, oh that's you want to be the refrigerator no, that. that's no. a good point I would like to go and observe the <laughs> Recording of the Ballad of John and Yoko. Ah, oh, you bastard. April 14th, nice. 1969. You, you bastard. And, nice. And the reason is... Yeah. That's an obvious. That's great. all heard, you know, oh, John and Paul weren't talking. But from what we've read about these sessions, they actually seem to be having a lot of fun. Now, mind you, this is before, you know, the May 9th meeting thing, which sort of set off everything. Yeah. But at this point, are the Beatles still together even? You know, the Let It Be sessions were weird, let's be honest. It's not the best moment. Of, it's well, the as we have seen it, but as we've heard it in the fine. 30 days of, you know, of 500 CD, reels. Right. Yeah, it's much better than the movie made right. it out the to mo- be. Yeah, and that's true. The movie does overhang. So I would just like to be there because these two guys went in in basically a day. Recorded Not, Poison Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> but basically recorded a song that you know was, would have been a John Solo record in, in six months later if he had recorded with, it then. But then it would have had to be called Ballad with Me and Yoko. Right. It have been. And also, but also, and you know, John wanted to put out as a Beatles single. Now, John, you know, the rest of them could have said, well, Paul could have said, screw you. This is barely even about us, but I'm on it, and he, you know it's a friendship thing that he says we're going to cut off, get back a little bit, yeah, and, yeah. and we're going to put this out, and it's going to fight each other on the charts. But I'd like to be there in the studio just to see how they handled each other as friends, musicians. It was only them too, <laughs> and it would have been nice to okay. Wait, nice so then, that. so then I would have liked to. And I'm, this is not one of mine, but I'm just going to go off yours. Then I would have liked to have been either George or Ringo when the album, when the single comes out. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, two days later Wait, they record <laughs> "Old Brown Shoe," I know. which ends up being the B side. And you, you say to yourself, well, why couldn't they just wait until then? Because George right, was wasn't two there. Days later. Two days later, they couldn't wait well, to John get the whole. Well, it was almost kind of like, can you see the two of them, like, like John and Paul sitting there afterwards, going, um, uh, "How do we tell him? So how do we tell him? Somebody, yeah, that's, somebody's hey, got to tell him. What? You know what? You know what? Let's <laughs> let's just wait. let's give George the B side. <laughs> you know what? I'm I, put, I don't. But that, we'll put Yoko on the picture <laughs> sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it is the Ballad of John well, and Yoko. Well, listen, that time, nobody that time compl- she belongs there. Yes, but nobody complained when the gold record came in and the checks came you in. Know, but, right. yeah, but, but you're right. They, they might have given Old Brown Shoe. But, th- but, also, but that was also a great song. Yes, but killer you know song. Yeah. But you know what? They may not have really cared because, well, that's there's the other thing. And this goes back to yours. Who plays bass on Old Brown Shoe? Oh, yeah. George. Uh, George. So. Was right. Paul going, 
Wait. He's a, but you just played with John without us. I'm allowed to take your bass part. You know what? I don't like the way you're playing on that, Paul. Can I'm going to do it. So, so I, I always thought you. it sounded like a Paul bass line. Definitely yeah. does. Yeah. So. yeah the, the chunkiness yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, actually, what had happened was a few years earlier, they had written another song, mm-hmm. which was, you know, Uh-oh. and it was like, well, John and Paulie were getting kind of squally <laughs> to leave the, but it, oh. you know, leave the cavern behind. Oh, God, but it, it but see, the B-side should have been got, the ballad of George and Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in my apartment in, in London, hearing that the song in advance. We, we used to be roommates for a while. I can't believe they went in and did this damn song and then it didn't even give us a chance. Christ, you know it ain't Beatles. <laughs> Christ, you know it ain't Beatles. You know wow. it's Ring. It's, it doesn't have Ringo and me. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> well, all right, that's twisted. I, I, see, I would have done that. I would have went in and George Ringo went in the other studio. Hey, let's go on that that's one. Very, let's go on that one. Do another <laughs> well, No, we were, they told us we were on vacation, but we were here. <laughs> hey, uh, Mr. Martin, can we borrow those tape reels for a minute? We just want to put some new vocals on and do a B-side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of it. Okay, oh, yeah, wow. next one. Um, that's Sorry. twisted. I love it. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's great. You know, I want to be going even a lifeguard. My lifeguard, help, help, help. Um, <laughs> I want to go even farther back. I'll assume we have one more go round, but I'm going to go even further back than Rob went. Wow. And the I want to. Pull the No, I want to be. They were bombing Germany. No, the Germans no, were bombing no, Britain. No, no, when John Lennon that wasn't was born. true, by the way. That's that, what's interesting that Lewis and debunked that. No, I want to be at uh, Mendips in the front foyer when they write off when all they're the writing their first the writing session. I want to watch the two of them. Okay, sitting face to face. Obviously, you have to be a a ghost observer here because right. it's going to be excuse me what's this guy doing here <laughs> why, why is he staring I've got even if I've got my glasses off well, I can see this first, first g- idiot you can go there and say I've got a great lyric uh, I'll Aunt follow Mimi, the sun Aunt Mimi didn't let anyone sit in that foyer basically right, she, right. Was, she was out there like with a, yeah. a giant spoon ready to hit Paul in the head yeah so I wouldn't have been able to be there definitely no. 24thland no, road might be different though well you're 24thland yeah, yeah absolutely actually you know what yeah you're right yeah. it's really 24thland road that, that really you want to be because that was a lot freer from what I understand. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'd want to be at 24th and Road. I want to be at one of the song, the first songwriting sessions. I was. I, was I want to see too. the two of them face to face, nose to nose. Opposite with the guitars. Opposite with the guitars. I want to watch the, you know, oh, come on, man, that's just stupid. Oh, yeah, right. Now, <laughs> and laughing, about, though. I mean, laughing. Laughing. Not like later where no. it became tense. Right. No, what, right. what about this? Oh, yeah, that's great. Right, yeah, I want, right. I want to see that again. Bang! The excitement I see of creativity, fire. Yeah. which mm. is yeah. so great to see when it's happening. Yes. Oh yeah, man. At any time you're watching, it's like watching great musicians when they're jamming, and yep. there's there's just this this inventiveness and this fire in what's going on. And all it's, of a sudden, you hear something. And say, oh, that's good. That's good. Like yes. they did with "I Want to Hold Your Hand." Duh, yeah. duh, 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 duh. That's it. That's right, it. Yeah, that was right. good, Paul. Yeah. yeah right. So. so that's uh, mine. Oh, see, you see, that was a good one. I well, like yeah, but see here, that ties into mine. I'm not kidding. I wrote, I would like to be in the studio for either Rubber Soul or Revolver. There you go. Because there's no, there you obviously, go. there's audio of it because right. the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's, yeah. there's no. Any song in particular that you think to yourself, I'd like no, to see this fall together? No, but I meant to go back and look yeah, rubber, up. But Rubber Soul was recorded really fast, though. I know it was, but, but. Hotel room. You know, hotel room. Yeah, but here's stay. the thing. No, I don't want to be in the hotel room. What was the first song recorded for Rubber Soul? <laughs> Run for Your Life. Run for Your Life, it was a different type of song, I think. John oh, yeah. was getting a little, I mean, you know, I don't think they ever really used the word dead. No. In a, in a song no. before. Well, in a murdering no. sense. No, and, no. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> that was very matter of fact. In a murdering very... sense. No, but I mean, I'd rather <laughs> see a great. dead little girl than a be with another man. I would like it's to stolen s- from Elvis. But I, I know it's Baby Let's Playhouse, but, but let's, I, would, I would have liked to have been in the studio to see... Obviously, the whole creative process of Revolver and Rubber Soul, because both of them together, really, as George said, could have been one and two, you know. But, uh, you know, the whole, are we going in a different direction? Was it 
a conscious thing? You know, are we? Are, wow! Or did you just come up with a murdering song and now we have to follow that? Or because I, you know, I want to do something really cool. But no, but I mean, <laughs> I want to do the first murdering song. <laughs> exactly. Damn. No, but on well, the album, is Maxwell Silver Hammer. Yeah, yeah, but then there's you know, <laughs> bang, bang. you. But you won't see me is on there. That's also right. a, a, a very vicious kind of. I'm looking through you. Is I'm not looking exactly through, cheerful. Well, that's what I mean. So I would have liked to have been there. And, and after they recorded a few songs, were they just like? Ooh, <laughs> oh, I mean, even Nowhere Man, you know, he's a real Nowhere Man. I have to wonder how you came off really... of you know the night before, and you're gonna lose that girl, even though that's kind of um, morose too. You're gonna lose that girl if you don't do the right thing. But uh, Rubber Soul is a much more lyrically downed album. It's a really interesting concept to bring up, just overall in Beatles lore in general, where you right. say, obviously, Sergeant Pepper, it, there's intent, right? You know, even supposedly with the White Album, there's a little bit of intent. When you got to Rubber Soul, or as early as Rubber Soul, was there any consciousness of the album's feel while they were recording? Rather than know. looking at the album, at the songs we've recorded at the end and saying, okay, we've got these 12, 13 songs, let's put them in an order that, right. that works and feels good for us. Was there a consciousness of, wow, John, where are we going with these? So you would have been firsthand to get that. Right. Which we really don't know. We don't know. Well, there's We may know when Lewis's, there, when Mark's book comes out, the next one. There's like a Norwegian would where he... You mean girl. I'm sorry, girl. I'm right, sorry. right, right. It's okay. I'm just looking at... Well, I thought he was out the again. fire in Norwegian wood. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know... But, I can't you know, burn the house Is, is, house is he implying fire. that he's <laughs> sucking in a doobie, or is he just... We're going to record this in a certain way so that noise has a certain sound to it, too, you know? Right. Right. So was, yeah, you're right. Was that a musical? Was that simply a sonic idea? The, you know, was that that? Right. You was never it know. the girl taking was his breath just, away? Because somebody yeah. said to me when they were when I was a kid, I just thought the girl took his breath away. You know, and that could be and, too. Right. I mean, and then, the, but then the tit 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 is kind of a different yeah. well, he story. Just, but he takes up melts away. Right. You know, but <laughs> I, I was getting back to Norwegian witches for a second. You know, they burn the house down at the end. Well, well that's yeah, our right. interpretation. Right. Well, that's my interpretation. Of it. That, <laughs> I think that's everybody's. And I interpretation. think you know it was theirs too because they they thought it was kind of funny. They thought it was humorous. <laughs> but you know, burn the bitches out there. Yeah. Everybody that would be that way. On that. <laughs> They'd be they would try to figure out who's John talking about. Right. You know, is he talking about Taylor Swift or you know. <laughs> Kelly Clarkston or something like that. <laughs> Kelly Clarkston. You know, the, but think about the way they, they look at music today. Look what you made me do. <laughs> look what, what you made me do. You know? <laughs> There's some bad blood there. <laughs> yeah, John Lennon and Taylor Swift. She's going to write a song about him. Wow. <laughs> he burnt my house down. I'm going to write a song. Is, have you ever seen, there's a wonderful cartoon, any of you listeners out there, if you've not seen it, I don't know the formal title, but go into to, uh, YouTube and type in The Beatles 3000. And it's, it's when they discover the Beatles in the year 3000 and the history is completely wrong. <laughs> so that's going to be, Rob just added to that. It's the, the John Lennon Taylor Swift war. That was, oh my oh man, well, that's you know, gone. Hey, what do you see more of lately? Fan fiction wow. or look what, what's known as fan do. fiction? That's look, very look, funny. Look and, you know, Paul John's hanging out with JFK, you know. You're right, you know, exactly. Like, oh, let's, let's have some civil rights here. <laughs> you know? Let's have some yeah, civil John rights. John hanging with JFK. It would have yeah. been more like uh, you want to go and bang some birds? Yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Yes. Let's go. Can yeah, we, we can worry about civil rights later. We'll talk to Martin Luther King later. Let's go bang some birds. <laughs> yeah, we'll break Sinatra too. Can we burn the White House down? Bring Sinatra. His bird can sing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say, John? What? 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 I, I can use other song. My bike is broken. <laughs> No, can you imagine? Can we burn the White House can down after? <laughs> no, we can't it. do that. No, no. you can't. <laughs> wow. I would oh, like... man, we just went on a whole... Uh, Talk about Ringo doing references. We just did a Ringo. Thank you. Thank wow. You. We did a good no, job. No, that was JFK doing that. We didn't do it. Wow. Our apologies to anybody, anybody living. Anybody living. That's it. Anybody dead, living. Living. <laughs> Soon to be born. Everyone. Everyone, sorry. People from a thousand years ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rob, you're up next. <laughs> I'm up next. I don't know if I can follow that. It's I like, don't even It's I time don't even to go. Know. Good night. <laughs> Where were we? In the White House. Rob, Rob go. Well, no. you wanted to see Rubber Soul. Wow. And, and yes, revolver. I know. And Revolver. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, wow. We've hit so many good ones. Um, We have. I I would like to go back to the discussion about when the Beatles decided to wear suits. Ooh. Just to see. (laughs) I'm just picturing Ruddles right now. Yeah, I see the outlining of Jazz's everything. Nice. Clear as day. Clear as day. Uh, yeah, so, and Leggy Monbatten was there. Uh, no, and Queenie M. I just Queenie love M. that whole thing. <laughs> tight. Yes, tight. Queenie Mountbatten. <laughs> see everything. Uh, I would like oh, to, yes, we, we got it. Clear as day. I would like to be there to see that. Well, that's an important piece of their history. Yeah, I mean, it's it's taken light. So, do you, are you saying you want to you want to be there? And I'm I don't, no, not that I went, not that I want to measure their pants. <laughs> they're inseam. No, I, I don't want the inseam measured. I'm not Rob like the tailor. I'm not like, in, hey. I'm not like Joey Tribbiani's uh, tailor where he puts his hand that's on. That's how they measure jumps. pants. He cups, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the funny part of this point, we knew the Beatles tailor. You know, I mean, we actually. Oh, here we but, go with Taylor Swift no, it's true, again. Taylor Swift Oh, okay. Um, was no. this Taylor Swift? No. Dougie, um, Dougie Millings. And, Dougie Millings. So no, I, would, I would just like to see that, that meeting. That decision. And, and that decision to, and where John. You know, their reaction. Yeah, their reaction. Well, you're not even saying decision. That was a unilateral decision. Sure, sure. So you almost, you're saying you want to see the, the edict. You the want to reaction. see the, the, ha- the say, gauntlet get thrown guys, down. You know what? You're going to be more famous if you wear suits. And see what happens. And see what you happens. Know, then well, then again. I'm going to go off what you just said and say now I'd like to be in the audience for the first night that they don't wear the leather leathers. and right. say, who the hell are we seeing now? I right. mean, this we saw Scruffy really hot, you know, meaning, you know, hot looking yeah. in, well, in their leather. It was also hot leather. Right. But I mean, both in both ways. Right. But if you're a girl or a guy, whatever, but if you're someone who's seeing the Beatles in leather. Already, and then, already moist at the cavern. Yeah, and sticky. <laughs> um, but it, the next night. All of a sudden, they're wearing these suits, and you're like, "What are we at a bar mitzvah?" <laughs> <laughs> it's Hello, a everybody. Beetle bar mitzvah. I'll follow the sun. Hava negila hava. But but I mean, the, the, no, but you're really. But I they're wearing bride up seats bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be there in this circumcision. <laughs> no, no, Jesus. but uh, no, but but that is a really interesting thing, though. If you're the crowd, right? How does the crowd react to that? The next night, if you're, let's, I don't remember where they were playing, so right. God, forgive me, Mark Lewis, and I, for I am not you, but let's say August 1st, for argument's sake, they're on stage in their leather, and in August 2nd or whatever, the next thing, people go in and expect to see the Beatles, and now, now they're different. I'm wondering whether or not that there was a slight break. I have to, I'd have to look. Maybe. I, don't worry about finding a break. No, you don't have to, saying, I have to wonder whether or not there's a... There was like a slight break. Right, there could like have been week two weeks two to get the you know, suits made. To get everything together but and stuff like that. But regardless, if you're still fans, you, in two weeks, you, if I'm going to well, see Paul McCartney in St. Louis in, on October 1st, and then in Madison Square Garden in November 1st, I still know he's Paul McCartney and what to expect. Right, so it, right. regardless of the time right, frame you, and the you, break. If you were a fan, you're probably thinking, oh, they're ready to sell out. Maybe. Because, right. and, that's, and, that's and what the, did John say? About, he said that Liverpool, uh, we lost Liverpool first as we got bigger because the people who supported us felt we were leaving them. And, right. and basically they did because they had to. You just can't stay. Well, when they the came out of the suits and they were still on fire. Right, right. You know, But it's interesting that you say that, though, Rob, because it's back to the Hey Jude thing that I was saying. You're talking about an incident that everybody's commented on and given different opinions about. You know, John, oh, well, you know, we sold out when we put on the suits and we and then and then other interviews, it implied that, you know what, I did what we had to do to get famous. And Lewis, it implies, you know what, John really didn't give all that much resistance. He knew they were going to do better with the suits. You had to. Right. He understood. So it's that idea of I want to be in the room to see what was real and what's imagined, yeah. you know, history later. Yeah, that's okay. Interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. that that's one a, more uh, go around or what do we yeah, go one more, one more. All right, uh, I want to be uh, <laughs> at the I want to be at the Sgt. Pepper listing party. I want to be cuz we already were at one, but we were at one <laughs> 50 years later when we oh, already I thought knew you it was like you were there. And, and, <laughs> and we were blown no. away by what by what we heard. Imagine we were, in 1967. I want to be sitting in that room with that bunch of journalists. The only one not drunk and stoned out of my mind, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe some of the journalists were stone cold sober. It's also, you got to remember, you're also Linda sitting McCartney in the corner. Because mm, the, the funny part of it is that's a twofer. I got a twofer on that one. <laughs> hey, I got to doing? hear Sergeant Pepper 
and I got to watch, talk about sparks and chemistry, I get to watch Paul and Linda interacting. Flirting away. For the first Flirting time, away yeah. and going, hmm, cool. Yeah. Look at what this is going to turn into. Well, he said, I want a bagger, and someone said, oh, the bag of nails? <laughs> nice. No, but so you get a twofer on that one. Yeah, you so do. So you get, you get the party. And the right. budding romance. You know, and I and I get to smoke whatever dope they, because it was probably <laughs> killer pot sure at that point. Was. <laughs> no, but seriously. Then I no, want to be there, too, to see how you react to me reacting to, uh, what, uh, what, what album? That was a great song. <laughs> I've seen Tony Stone. I totally, I, I, I totally no miss it. It's, so it's, I, I totally miss the That's the caveat. There's no film. No film, what album? I don't oh my know. God, that inner groove is awesome. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I missed the record, man. I fell asleep. Um, the inner groove. No, but I would like to have been there to not the obviously just reaction. be hearing it, but to see that initial reaction of yeah. of what the and Beatles' to, new music was. Yeah. Good. I mean, not only yeah. new music, but this was you know revelatory and stuff. I think I just have to have this feeling based on what I've seen, what you hear, what you. After what had been done and Paul running around with the acetate and John pouring over the acetates and hearing the different what was developing, I have to think that they were going into that party and no matter what the reaction was from that that invited audience, they knew they had changed Everything they captured a moment. I think that I think they knew. Well, they, I, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm always I'm on the coattails of every one of yours. But if I'm at that party, and I'm now focusing like you're focusing on the whole experience, and it, I want to focus in hindsight again. I want to focus on the Beatles themselves. Yes. Saying, "Holy crap, we might have something here." But they see, already knew that. I think they knew. I I know I they did, they but I mean. After the world, I say, I don't know if I want to be at the party or afterwards when it exploded. Somewhere when it exploded. And I, you know what I mean. Yeah, see, part when, of me. When, when really, you're, well, I'd like to be. San Francisco. Right. Somewhere where. San Francisco, where it cha- even, is changing the world. Or even London in general, where where you do hear it coming out of the windows at every, at every Hendrix place. three nights later. Yeah, well. At the Savile Theater. That, yeah, yeah, but yes. You know, I mean, that's not a Beatles event, but it is, and, in a way. David Crosby walking around with the acetate playing right. it for everyone. Or just, just know, getting walking it on down LA the radio and stuff Or just like walking down the streets the week it was, of London, not even America. Right. The week it was released. Mm-hmm. And hearing, like everybody said, out the windows everywhere, you just, nowhere which could you not hear it. And, and that would be... Uh, Pretty interesting. I could just see Paul. I mean, granted, I have to wonder whether or not one of the reasons why Paul preoccupied himself with Linda, other than the fact that she was Linda and he was interested, obviously, was this idea that maybe Paul didn't want to really watch to see what the journalists were doing. He might thought it might have been negative. Because he thought, but my feeling is I could see John sort of looking like a kind of like an overseer and being like, some of them are going to get it. Some of them aren't going to get it. Yeah, but it. if you look at the pictures, especially the ones cares. that like Linda I took. Cares. But if you look at the ones like Linda took where there's uh, Ringo and George in the middle, the, yeah. and, and the ends are John, and they're holding it, everybody's holding it, yeah. and they're giving yeah. the thumbs up and they're laughing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so we don't know. Maybe maybe they were happy after the fact that people were digging it. I think they were. Yeah. and I, I. But anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. I, that's I, a good I one. be there. All right. I, I would. Oh, no, I'll, I'll no, I'm, you. I'm I go. Sorry. Don't I'm steal my thunder. I'm on the left. You go. Tony's at the. Yes, because everybody yeah. can see that. Yeah. Um, on the middle, you're on the end. This is not really a Beatle event, but since you just said something that's sort of a Beatle event, I was two when they came here and, and played Sullivan. So, yes, I'm a first generation fan, sort of, but I'm not. I would love to be in America in 1964. At an older age, just to feel Beatlemania <clears throat> hit. I mean, again, no matter what I say, I can't convince anybody that I really felt Beatlemania at the age of two. I didn't, all right? But uh, yes, I got the dolls, I got the this, I saw them on the Ed Sullivan, I watched the cartoons a year later, whatever. But I would have liked to have been maybe 15, 16, or even 55, like I am, and go back to February of 64. Right before they came, right. right before they touched down, and get the, the anticipation. And as a guy, am I as excited? Because all the girls were. And then when they hit, really feel what everybody felt at that time at, a, at an age where I could really understand and comprehend it. So basically, you want to be Al Sussman. Well, yeah. 
basically you know, not, he's well, first well, generation. Always make sure he, every time I talk to him, hey, I was a first generation fan. <laughs> no, but oh, I wanna, Al, how you doing? But I, but <laughs> and we love Al. You know that. We love you. Al is definitely. He, a first he, has, generation. he has a good point about. Oh, that, he though. definitely does. You know? But I would like to really be able to have been there and comprehend what was about to happen, and then when it happened, to really be in the eye of the hurricane, so to speak, as George always said, or John, I really would love to seen and felt it at that time. I'm not talking about the memorabilia, just in the air. Would I have been a musician because of it? You know, I mean, I ended up being a musician because of it, but not because I was first generation. So I just would like to experience the the whole phenomenon as it was happening. There's that idea of like, do you want to change history? Because then like, I'd want to go over and like grab one of those little kids and saying, you know, stay kid, kid, kid. Two years from now, they're going to grow mustaches, and you're going to hate them. <laughs> but, and, and you're going to like this band called the Monkees. Or as I, or or you know, take my money that I have now and buy every piece of memorabilia, and then, <laughs> and then sell it on eBay. You know, but no, but uh, no, your mom will just throw it away. Uh, well, pretty much. <laughs> but I would like to really have experienced that as an older person to really get that hysteria. I'm I'm actually going to attach my thing. I'm going to change my thing. What I was going to say, I was going to say, please, please, me. I wanted to be there when. When George Martin said you've just recorded your first number one, but I'm going to go from what you just said. As a disc jockey, it would have been nice to be on the air in 1964 and, and, and be in the D saying, "Hey, we got Beatle tickets and come!" And, you yeah, know, right? We got Beatle everything. We got Beatle tickets. We got Beatle records. We're going to play and, more. And, and then, if you're if you're lucky, you're like a, a Scott Muni who actually went from top 40 to AOR. And then the Beatles come out with Sgt. Pepper in 1967, which is where Naoa really starts. Or Tom Donahue, similar thing. He was a top 40 jock. He starts a well, KSAN. Yep. Has a disc jockey how the Beatles were in that boat that were changing music. So it wasn't just the Beatles, but you know, you, then you get in 1967, you get the Jefferson Airplane, you get the Birds, you get the Monkees. Monkees had a great year in 1967. Yeah. This whole thing with radio as a disc jockey, you know, Top 40 leading into AOR, and really AOR ends in the mid-70s. Um, so you don't get a long thing, and Top 40 sort of was, uh, has changed over the years. But as a disc jockey, following the Beatles that way, mm. you know, to promote it, to be and, and hopefully be a cool disc jockey, not the guys wearing the bad wigs or thinking, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. thinking like, um, you know, I won't mention names, that, but they're part of the scene when they're really not. So that would be a very cool thing as a disc jockey to follow the Beatles and that whole time because it, it really never or to, came or to never, be there to you know. drop Hey Jude for the first time yeah. oh, drop the needle on Hey Jude yeah, say, and hey. not know what you're getting and, and say different label on the record different everything seven and a half minutes and though. going wow well, and then, you probably say seven and a half minutes I go to the bathroom yeah right <laughs> you know right. oh my god I can pee we're this not is, fading this out we're not yeah, making right. a four minute version of this right so, so I guess you know that would be my thing because I listen to air checks from that time, and there's a certain feel when they play Beatle records. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think I would, I would go with that. So you know, please, please me. I'll say for part two if we ever do a part two. So and again, I we're not going to go around again. But no. I mean, a couple of others. I had the cavern. Yeah, I had a few too. And I also had on the plane to America. I had that one too. As well as you know, because I re- but I already said backstage to Sullivan. I didn't want to bring it up again. Right. But on the plane, just to. What are we getting into? I still want to know. We suck. I still want to know why Phil Spector and Ronnie Spector were on. Well, Ronnie wasn't Spector yet. <clears throat> why they were on that plane? I never. I never. It's like, oh, well, they catch a ride. I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, well, it was a commercial probably. flight. Yeah, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. Still, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, but I'd like to go to a. Pre- well, the press conference has been taped, so you can't. Yeah, right. Most of them have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I'd like. You know, the plane flight over would be good. Please, please me would be the other one of mine because. Just that moment where he says, you know, that's that's kind of a cocky thing to say. Gentlemen, you've just made your first number one record. Or to be in Manila. Ooh. To, to hang out with... Uh, Ooh, the, Manila. The, <laughs> wow. The Marcos family. Yeah. Where are they? Where are they? They're wow. coming. They're yeah. coming. Wasn't the kid's name Bongo? <laughs> was it, was, no, Bongo Marco. Boom, boom, something. Something with a B. <laughs> No, that was the stripper end of the, of the <laughs> my, I had a, I had a friend who was from the Philippines, and he they hated the Marcos family. Yes, yeah, they really so did. They, yeah. He was every time they. Wow, that's a cool idea, though. Yeah. The Philippines, just to wow. uh, to to be in that lounge when they're getting kicked and everything. Yeah, just wow. to well, say, see what I the, mean. Maybe the, the Beatles the, really the thought the they were going to die. The other one would be, and, and 
when we hung out with uh, Mark Lewison at Apple, which is on YouTube, by the way, I asked Google. Google. I'm sorry, Google. And Apple, I was like, really? Yeah. Um, And one of the things I said was, what do you want to find out that maybe other people don't? He said the Maharishi, that whole thing where they're in in India. Because there's not a lot of things known about that. So that'd be- That's a really great one. I didn't even think of that. That's a great one. My others were, um, I really wanted to see when George brings in, don't bother me. I really want to see like, you know- Oh, he's writing songs now. What the hell? Like, you know. I don't think it was I, thought that way because. No, they, I think it might have been like they were encouraging him, apparently. Oh, okay. Right? But I would say he shows up with they this. wrote, I'm happy just to dance with you for him. For him, yeah. But I want to see now he walks in. But he actually wrote, co wrote the, the first two songs they, they released. Or, he you know. did. He contributed to them. But now well. it's like, who? Songwriter credit, George Harrison. Yeah. You know. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. So I want to see how that went down. I'd okay. be curious about that. Interesting. I want to be there with the dentist. (laughs) Oh, okay. I want to basically be like, oh, here we go, and George and John ready for takeoff. Okay, well then, I just want to watch, like, you know, yeah. Then then I want to be at the hotel where Bob Dylan shows up. Exactly, that's the other one, right? What do you want to be on the roof where George Martin is trying to calm calm John down? down, On the roof. I mean, that's you know, and that's that's there's so many good ones. You know what? I, I would like I would like to be yeah, but I, I we well, you know what then we do a solo one, solo one yeah, yeah. that's a good one okay okay yeah okay intriguing good stuff today great, I think it was very great, good great stuff uh, we talked about today if you're just figuring it out uh, <laughs> uh, to go back in Doc Brown's time machine why does it have to be Doc Brown well who else has done time that's travel true. get except the, for the cream soda except, who else has done time except travel? for the time travel sh- uh, time tunnel show remember well, that it's yeah. about time it's no about God. sorry. So anyway, we, we talked about if we could go back, and the caveat is there's no real footage to, to help prejudge our our decisions. And and I thought we did a very good job today with, thank you. with our interesting choices. Good idea, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. It was I, his idea. Very right? quickly really thought about yeah. it. Anyway, you, uh, you've been listening to the Fab Four Free For All. If you want to comment on anything, please go to our Facebook page and uh, say, we'd like to comment on this. And well, don't comment on like the most recent Cleveland Indians baseball No, game, we don't want that. We only, only stuff about the b- shows we do. We, you know, right. we, we don't want to turn into a... Well, they can talk about shows we haven't done that they would like oh, to do. Oh, that's something else, too. Yeah, right. okay. You can do that, too. So, my name is Rob Leonard. I've been your moderator today. And joining me, of course, has been... Tony Chuguardo. And... Mitch Axelrod. And see you next time. Thank you. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chuguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free-For-All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free-For-All. You know what picture I found? You know how you find pictures all over the place? And pictures don't count. It's got to be the video or audio. Um, yeah, because there's, there's um, there's remember that picture of you when you open the inside of the red and the blue albums. They're, they're yeah, sure. Yeah. There's a version or, or another take where y- Yoko's in it. I didn't realize it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she's not in the version that's in there. Yeah, which I thought was good. Kind of see that they got Paul walking across the city street, and they said, "Look, he's wearing shoes and he's alive." He's doing the no photos though. That's not like him. Not at all. But he must have really just. Not sometimes, you know, it's uh, people just go knock and farts a little bit too much. I feel you know, it's like I I see these pictures and I'm like, just leave alone. He's in New York, he's 75 years old. You know, I know it's Paul McCartney, but just shut up. Anyway, go let him enjoy his life. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) then again, you know, if if I saw Paul McCartney, I might act a little we're all water, we're all water. You know? I'd be like, dude, dude. vocal coach. <laughs> dude, what's two words? Vocal coach. Not thank you. Vocal coach. Dude, two words. Lose the bombs. Strip it down. That's more than two words. No, two words. I just wanted to say two words to you. Well, thank you. No, vocal coach. <laughs> <laughs> if he came that. out and played for two hours and did a bunch of songs and sounded great because there were no bombs and right. he didn't have to play at stadium volume, that it wouldn't be a great show. Man, I I understand where you're coming from, son. I, uh, <laughs> son, <laughs> son, <laughs> son. You know, Dad, this Paul McCartney's pissing me off. You know, <laughs> so uh, my brother sent me a thing. He goes, "Why don't Paul and Ringo, as bass oh, and God, drummer, me. get together with the Who 
with Roger what, and Pigs. Everyone's, everyone's making that joke. And I'm like, no. Shh, what's up? Everyone's making that joke. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, I know. It's a John Lennon song, I know that. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I, I wanted to reference that and I because I Hold want, on, we can we can pause if yeah, you want. Yeah, let's pause. That sounds like you're getting moist and sticky again. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Run for your life. No, 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 no. Tomorrow never knows was the first. For rubber salt? Oh, revolver, revolver. I'm thinking, I'm sorry. Um, You're an expert. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 the first song for rubber salt. Rubber salt was fixing tomorrow. a hole. What? Why don't we do it in the road? Uh, okay, it was, um, it was Run for Your Life. Tuesday, uh, October 12th, 1965. Wait, oh, I'm it? told, yeah. What? For sure. Yeah, that's what it Really? October 1965? That yeah. makes no sense. Well, yes, it does. That's when they Because it came out in December. It came, came out in December. That's right. Yeah. First, I'm just Holy looking up. F- that was in and out quick. Yeah. Wow. They were done in a month and a half. Wow. Hang on. I just want to see something. Because, you know, I don't trust Rob. Thank you. And his books. His daddy Rather books. see his it. Daddy daddy books. Books. The girl and the baby than man. Day Tripper and We Could Work It Out were also recording during the Rubber Souls. Of course. No, it says it right here. It says, uh, October 12th, Run for Your Life. The recording began and, fi- and completed in five takes. All right, all right. So let's, 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 let's